mic is hot. The mic is hot. I got a wrinkly ass forehead, bro. My forehead be looking hella wrinkly and shit. All right, ready? Clap. 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 That clapping ass. One, two, one, two. Coming through. What it do? What it do? Yes, sir. Let's get it. What is good, y'all? It is your... I'm not even going to do all that. Y'all know it's been a hot minute since I've come through and kicked with you. I know that it's been a hot minute since I've come through and kicked with you, so we're just going to jump into it. Uh, This is cheaper than therapy, and I can't afford therapy, so I'm just going to come tell y'all what's been going on. I've got to be thinking about a lot of stuff, got a lot on my mind, typical Kia fashion, and feel like this is a, a good place to kind of work it out while also giving you an update at the same time. So if you can't tell... Should we should we zoom in or zoom out? Hey, what? Yeah, there it is. There it is. Get the hands. Get the hands. Let's try that again. Clap with the a in the clap a a with the clap in the. What is good, y'all? It is your boy Kia Orion coming back to you live and direct with another podcast. Whether you're tuning in on audio, whether you're tuning in on video, I appreciate you being here. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Whether it's your first time listening, whether it's your last time listening, thanks for being here to kick it with me. I know it's been a hot minute since I've come through and kicked with you guys, Um, so I'm just going to keep it uh, a buck. This is cheaper than therapy, so I wanted to come work some shit out with you Um, and also kind of tell you about a project that I'm working on, something I'm going to be rolling out soon over the next few weeks. Um, But before we jump into all the fun stuff, uh, I just want to kind of give you a life update on where I'm at, what I'm doing. I'm trapping out the Airbnb in Mexico with this fancy chandelier. Um, currently in Guadalajara, I was spent the last four months in Oaxaca. I was learning Spanish, um, and then moved to Guadalajara. Just wanted a little bit of a change, a city with a little bit more infrastructure, and we're here. We here. So now this is my third week. This is going to be coming up. This is going to be my third week here. I really dig the city. Uh, good vibes, good food, good infrastructure. Like it feels a little bit, reminds me a little bit like Philly. Like it's a big city, but it kind of has these different barrios, like these different neighborhoods that are all kind of connected, but it doesn't feel like that kind of overwhelming, like concrete jungle type joint, like New York. I live like a block away from this beautiful church. Um, it's just a cool city. It's a really cool city um, that I'll get into some more adventures uh, about that later. I'm also going to talk a little bit about kind of where I'm at with the business, where I'm at with life, love, relationships, and then kind of uh, personal artistic goals and things of that nature. But before we get into that good stuff, I just have a couple Guadalajara stories that I wanted to get off my chest tell you about. So if you are thinking about coming to Mexico, let me know. Um, I really dig it down here. It's pretty cool in terms of the visas. You get six months free on arrival, which is nuts. Um, people have been really sweet. They're just kind of like very lovable people, at least Again, this is one white man's perspective, but to me, I feel like they're very, very lovable people, Um, and it's just really different. It's been a totally different vibe than Asia for me, Um, especially in terms of, like, the culture and um, the way that I fit into it and language and all that, which I'm going to talk about here in a little bit, but I have a couple stories for you. So, something, this is a crazy story um, that I was stoked to come in here and share with you, but um, the the moral of the story is, I'm just going to just ruin it for you a little bit is I think you got to trust your instincts and you can either go into the world. I say this time and time again, you can either go into the world feeling like the world's conspiring against you and that everybody's out to get you 
or that on the whole people are good people. And once in a blue, somebody's going to fuck you over. But for the most part, um, people, uh, no, no matter how they look like or what they believe as a whole, I think people um, in general mean well. So, city bikes. That's where this whole thing starts is city bikes. Because Guadalajara has a city bike program, I rented that joint straight up. My first week here, I got a, I bought, it was like $20 for a yearly subscription. And it was like $3 for a daily subscription. It's like, hell yeah, man, I'm going to get a year subscription. So I get a year-long subscription. And I'm riding the city bikes around, typical Kia fashion. I'm exploring the different neighborhoods. Right when I get to a city, that's kind of my, my go-to. It's like to explore for a few days, kind of get a feel, and then I'll normally get a real estate agent or get an Airbnb and then try to find an apartment. So I hired a real estate agent. I've got an apartment showing, like maybe it's like 4.30 in the afternoon or something, and it's this maybe like 2 or something. I ride out to, there's the main city, Guadalajara, and then there's another city called Zapopan, which is pretty close by. Um, Pretty close. It was like an hour's bike ride, but um, it's like a 15-minute drive. So anyways, I'm out there. I'm on the city bike, boom, boom, boom. And the thing about the Guadalajara city bikes is you can only dock them at stations, like city bike stations, where like in Chiang Mai or in Thailand, other places, you could just like leave them wherever, and then they have a QR code on your phone, bloop, 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 get it, keep it rocking. But these you have to like dock at a station, which didn't exactly realize that like out that they wouldn't necessarily have these stations outside of like the city limits. I was going to like this big ass public park. And so I assumed they would have stations there. It's not until I got out there whoosh, riding for an hour, boom, 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 whipping the bike, get out there and realize, Oh, they don't even have the stations out here. So my appointment at this, at this point, the appointment I have is in like 30 minutes and I'm like, okay, I don't have enough time to ride back. But what I could do is what are you going to do? Right? hire an uber i'm like yo what i'll do is i'll get an uber and then we'll just put the bike in uber and take me into town and then i can just park the bike once i get into town no problem so i hire an uber i try to i try like four and every time i write them and i'm like hey i have a bike is that okay and then they cancel on me because obviously not cool um and i'm like damn it like none of these bikes are going to pick me up what do i do and i realized that i could the because it's Uber, I knew that they have like a, like a, a choice for people with special needs because um, that's like one of the things like special assistance. And I'm like, yo, hopefully they'll have a bigger car for like a wheelchair or something. And my real my real key is I'm thinking if even if they don't have the space for the bike, if you're helping people with special needs, you probably at least have a big heart. Like you might at least be willing to work with me on some shit. So we we meaning the bike and I. Um, me and the bike. Uh, I I call special needs. Doop, doop, doop. The special needs Uber pulls up. Super tiny car, but this big guy gets out of it. Super sweet. Doesn't speak any English. And I'm trying to tell him. I'm like, yo, I, can I fit the bike in here? And so we try to put it in the trunk. It doesn't fit in the trunk. But I was like, yo, what we could do is, I'll I'll get in the trunk and I'll hold. I'll I'll ride in the trunk with the bike and I'll hold it, make sure it doesn't fall out because I'm brilliant. So that obviously was an amazing idea. And he was very unsure about it, but I was like, dude, trust me. I was like, I'll ride in the trunk. It's no problem. I'm not real big. <laughs> like, we got this. And so I climb in the trunk with the bike. I like bring the trunk, like the lid down, the trunk lid thing. I mean, it's on the bike, so I'm not like shut in there, but I'm like holding the lid thing. I'm holding the bike and we ride maybe like a minute tops, like, <laughs> like a minute, a minute 30 max. And guess who shows up? Popo's out. Police show up. Whoop, whoop. 
pull us over because they see me in the trunk. And so these two cops get like, they're on the bikes and they get over and they like, they ask the guy to get out of the car and they're like, not happy that like I'm in the trunk and I'm trying to like, in the best broken Spanish that I can shout out Brandon, my Spanish teacher. I had enough that I could, I tried to take, I was like, listen, they thought I was being kidnapped. Right. I was like, dude, I was like, this was my idea. Please do not punish this man. Like this was my fault. Like, don't even worry about it. Um, normally if I was in Asia, I'd be like, how much, how much, like quanto cuesta, how much do you want? But they, they were just like, they're like, dude, like, what the hell are you doing? They thought I was a complete idiot, which I was being an idiot riding in the trunk. But um, I was in a hurry for that appointment. So I was like, what am I going to do? At this point, I'm probably like 45 minutes late already. And they're like, dude, go to this place, get some string, tie the tr- like tie the fucking trunk down, and then like just get out of here. They were like, ready to just be done with us. So I feel so bad for the guy driving the Uber. I was telling him, I was like, dude, I just appreciate you being so patient. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I could tell he's like over it. Anyways, long story short, fast forward, I tip him well, get to the appointment. Um, they were super sweet, even though I was late. It ends up being this apartment that I'm in right now. Rent this apartment. It's all Gucci. Ah, ah, ah. Then I sent an email to my email list um, that's slowly growing, but poco a poco. And I sent out an email on my email list. I'm like, yo, I got into the trouble with cops in Mexico. I'm in Guadalajara. And this dude writes back on the email list. He, he responds to me. He was like, yo, he's like, I'm a rapper from Guadalajara. He's like, I've been here for like 20 years. He's like, I'm an OG. Like I know all the rappers in the hip hop scene. He's like, let me know if you want to link up sometime. He's like, I can plug you into the different people here. I was like, bet. I was like, let's do it. So we get coffee. He's, he reminds me like if you've ever been to New York or like if you know New York hip hop, um, there's like these just like stereotypical, like OG hip hop dudes that are like super tatted. He's half Mexican, half French, but he looks, um, he looks more like a Dominican dude that you'd like bump into in the Bronx or something like that. Just like bald head, just like tatted, you know, big dude. And just his swag. I'm like, yo, I feel like I've like met you in the Bronx before, but super sweet guy. We get coffee. He's like, yo key. He's like, I actually have a couple artists. Um, he's like, he's like, first of all, if you want to produce for me, I'd be down. And then I've got some, some artists too. And he's just, he's one of those guys that he does look tough and he's lived a lot of life, but he's also just like a, from my vibe, he just has a big heart, just a good dude. You know what I mean? I think one of those things where you can't judge a book by its cover and you just gotta, you gotta trust your gut. And so we, he's like, yo, I got the studio. I'm like, that sounds dope. And he's like, yo, come through. I've got a producer and, uh, uh an artist too. I was like, cool. So we scheduled time that same week. I go out to a studio and it's a, it's a studio slash tattoo slash barbershop. And so I get out there and it's, it's real. Fortunately, he's the man. I call him uncle, call him uncle. Cause they call him uncle too. And fortunately, um, they, he was just, he, he, he like introduced me to the artists and the people that were in the studio, but I still don't speak that much Spanish. And then he had to bounce. He's like, yo, are you going to be good? I got to bounce. I was like, no, no problem. So he bounces. So I'm just in the studio with like these dope Mexican dudes, like the rapper dude. He's like this gangster Mexican rapper dude, like tattoos on the side of his head type shit, but super sweet at the same time. Like they were really accommodating of me, um, accommodating to me. And so we end up, uh, like trying to make some music. And so it's me. I'm like trying desperately to work with his producer, but his producer doesn't know the program that I use, the software that I use. And so I'm like trying to plug into the system. I'm like having a hard time with the software. 
the his producers like not sure because I don't speak the like music. I know some conversational language, but I don't know like any of the musical knowledge like language for Spanish. So he's like trying to collaborate with me. You got the rapper who's just like chilling in the cut. Um and so it was just a crazy experience overall. But super fun. Such a such an interesting adventure and one of those things where like you're in there with these gangster ass Mexican dudes and realize that like we're all human. And like those guys you might seem to be like, yo, this dude looks badass, but they were all very kind to me, and one of those things where, like, if you're like, yo, can you want to go chill with, like, some Mexican gangster rapper dudes? I'd be like, uh, nah, but you end up, and they're like, oh, like, they're just people, and I, so I asked the artist, um, we finally get the things, and I ask him, I'm like, yo, what do you, what kind of beats do you want? What do you want me to make? And he just goes, gang shit. And I was like, let's go. I was like, that's, how'd you know those are the type of beats I make? <laughs> completely joking, because I'm like, some emotional ass white dude that makes like Drakey sing song. You're like, oh, broke my heart type music. But I was like, let's make some gang shit. Beat turned out okay. It was kind of whack, but it was just like, it was one, I realized it was one of my first experiences in studio as a producer trying to produce beats for an artist. Um, and I've done so much production online, working with people and artists online. And I've done, I've had a few in-person sessions, but every time it's either been with like homies or like people when I've been more of like an artist vocalist, I haven't been like a producer in a session. And it's a lot of pressure, man. It's like, it's client services. You got to try to create something that this person wants, try to get a vibe that you think they dig. So overall, it was just such a dope experience, a learning experience in a lot of ways. And then uncle, uncle, he came back. He's like, everything good. We kicked it. He drove me back and we just had a nice chat. But it was just one of those things that was like, all because I I rode a fucking city bike into a part of the city I wasn't supposed to go with a city bike. I ended up in a studio session with some Mexican dudes, like some dope rappers. And it was just like this crazy story that I had to come up with like, yo. And like that type of shit out here has been like happening. Just like really strange coincidences of you saying yes to one thing. And then it kind of like snowballs into this, um, just like all these other decisions and actions. If you're just like, sure, like, yes, let's go for it. So, all in all, Guadalajara has been really dope so far. I spent the first few weeks in a hostel, finally got my own spot, and I'm going to transition this into what I really wanted to talk to you guys about, um, which is kind of next steps with the projects that I'm taking on in terms of business and art. So hold that thought. Um, for people that are uh, just listening, I'm just restarting the camera because I want to be able to splice this on video. So here's the deal. I have a buddy, a, a dear friend uh, named Jonathan, shout out Jay, who told me about Russ's book, his audio book, It's All in Your Head. And I, I'm a Russ stan. If you guys know me, he's pretty much a rapper who, he does it all himself, a huge inspiration for me. And I've also been working with a dear friend named B. Some of you may know her. She's a dope digital nomad. And so she has this new business that she's working on that helps people kind of optimize their business funnels or their sales funnels. Shout out B one time. And so B reached She's like, hey, kid, do you need help with this? I was like, absolutely. Like, this is one thing that I've been slacking on for ages. And I think a funnel, like a proper funnel, like video training series, sales funnel, whatever, I think would really step my shit up in terms of my course sales. Because a lot of my courses and my sales have been from the course platforms. And then I also sell courses on my own, on my own um, uh, website. It's uh, it's through Teachable. So it's like through a different platform, but I have my own domain, whatever, whatever. Um so I make some course sales through there, but I don't 
I don't really push that super hard. And I'm like, if I had like a real dialed in actual funnel, but just because I hate fucking around with email automations, whatever, I haven't gotten around to it. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to help you figure out how to do this. We're going to do it. And so we've been kind of going down this path of doing it. And I'm getting really excited because I'm seeing all the potential. Like people are already buying this course for hundreds of dollars and I'm not even I'm not promoting it at all. It's like pretty hidden actually. And so I'm like, yo, if people want it that they're paying it and it's like hidden, I'm like, if I could actually do some real uh, funnel action, like this shit could really go. But then when I think about it, I'm it's in this weird place because I do enjoy building my business. And it's I've seen steady growth, especially because right now Corona, everyone's inside. It's been really, things have been steady growing and that's really dope. And I'm at a point now monetarily where um, I don't, I don't have to stress so much. Like it's, it's pretty passive income, which is dope. That's like the nomad dream. But I think it's also, I've, I fall victim to that idea of like bigger is better. And so thinking about scaling this thing, it's just really started to dawn on me. Like, I'm like, is that something that I really want? And I get caught. I'm constantly caught where I wonder if, because I do get excited about building the business, it's a different kind of satisfaction. But I think about if scaling this is me like running away from my dream or is me like buckling down or doubling down on my art, like me self-sabotaging this course business, online course business, coaching business. And so I'm just torn between these two things. And so I'm in this place where when I think about really dialing it in, like like going deep and thinking about like what I really want, I think if it's just the biz, period, I think there will always be a part of me that feels a little bit un not unsatisfied, but like there's I'd be lying if I said that there's that part of me there isn't a part of me that still wants to be Dr. Dre. You know what I mean? Like I still want to be able to like, I want to get shit super popping. And I think it's that self-belief that has, has either from past failures with album releases or goals met or not met, like that that self-belief has been um, like weighed down. Where like sometimes I remember there there would be times that I could like see it, I could feel it so tangibly, like that dream coming true. And like really like, being there, like tasting it, like it felt so real. And then over time, I, that kind of like fading, like that self-belief, um, for one reason or another, um, like, uh, it wasn't as tangible. And then listening to this audiobook, like part of me is like, ah, oh, like I, th- I wonder, I'm sometimes questioning, like, I wonder if it's something that I do really want because it's like, it feels like it's like not as strong as before. And, um, but I think deep down, there's a part of me that like still would feel if I'm like 85 years old, I'd be like, I wish I did that more. And so there's a part of me that like loves the educational piece, but there's still a part of me that just like loves making music. And I get so, when I think about if I'm like close my eyes, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm Russ. I'm like, does that life seem exciting? I'm like, yeah, that seems fucking dope. Like to be able to like do business deals and just be like an artist and making music and networking with artists and people that I look up to. I'm like, there that shit is still something so tangible that I still really want. And so what the audiobook last night kind of did for me was just kind of check me, I think, a little bit and saying like if you don't believe in yourself, who else will, first of all? And 
another element of like embracing the process of that it's like it's not a race and I think sometimes I do get caught up because my age and hip-hop and whatever and thinking about like it's not a race like if it's something you still want like there's always time to chase that shit and I've been like trying to put it on the back burner like almost like trying to calm it down um almost talk myself out of it I think and this is something I've talked about on here before obviously this is like the battle of the artist of ego and insecurity but that that Russ audiobook just really helped me realize I'm like I really do love creating and like I'm finally at a point where I feel like I can like make beats and write songs and mix and master songs enough that I can release them and feel good about them and they're not a like super duper pro mixes they're not super duper pro production or songwriting but they're good enough and I think that's all you really need and so it just kicked my ass I got super inspired I could hardly sleep last night thinking about it and I think I come in these like creative waves where all of June, I was just like kind of down. I was just kind of dragging. I think I thought I got Corona. I was just like out of it. I was like, yo, I got some crazy bug or something that wouldn't let go of me. But I just go in these waves where then it's like, I just feel super inspired. And so I just like want to dig into it and run with it. And and then everything else kind of I push to the side. And when I think about if I have this business scaled, what I need to do is build it have things built to scale, obviously, but like build it so that I have that freedom to just like dip out and just like spend a month creating. And that's where I'm at right now is I realize that one, because I'm not taking Spanish lessons in the mornings anymore, um, I have the time that now I could, before I was just, I was buying beats and then just making songs and mix them on beats that I bought. But now I'm like, I have the time because I have my mornings back that I could, I could make beats and write songs and mix them all in the same day. And so I'm like, I want to do another song a day challenge, like another 30 day challenge where every day, Monday through Friday, I work on a song, I make a song. I don't even work on a song. I'm just going to say I make a song. And um, then I've also been really trying to think more about ownership. And I'm like, if I if I could make my own beats, then that way I can keep all my um, royalties and everything like that. And so I think what I'm going to do, and I'm going to take it back. I'm not even think What I am going to do is, starting tomorrow for August, I'm going to do another song a day challenge. But this time the schedule is going to be, I'm going to wake up. Try to keep early, 6, 37 a.m., hit the gym, get back, get cranking by 9, 9.30, and then have everything. I'm going to make the beat. I think this will also be a good practice in how to keep beats more minimal, like not overthinking shit because if you're on a time crunch, you can't you can't take a long time with the decisions, creative decisions you make where sometimes they'll take like an hour just like trying to craft the sound where it's like, yo, if you only have an hour, hour and a half for a beat, like you got to really get cracking. And so I'll make a beat and write the song, hopefully by around noon or one, take a lunch break. And then I'll work on recording the vocals and mixing the vocals. And another piece to this is I've been really missing doing martial arts in quarantine. And I know people are going to give me shit for that because Corona, et cetera, et cetera. But there's a jujitsu gym that's near me that opened up recently. Um, and they're being safe about stuff, but I'm like, I'd love to start doing jujitsu again in the evenings. And so I think by 6 p.m., I'm going to try to have the song produced, written, recorded, mixed by 6 p.m. every day, five days a week for the month of August, Monday through Friday. Sounds a little bit insane and it's kind of scary, but thinking about it like that's really what I love to do is like when I get super excited thinking about that challenge. Um, when I think about like making six figures a month on my business, I'm like, that sounds cool. But then I'm like, yo, imagine just being able to spend all day, every day, just like in the pocket, just like grinding on like making some music shit and then having that shit get popping and thinking about like 
trying to collaborate with like Twitch streamers and stuff to like really get shit popping. And that gets me super fired up. Like there's just an element where I realize how little money means to me. Um, and that's a privilege. I think of someone who now has been able to have a little online business action going and having some passive income generated that took years to get to this point. But, um, when I think about money, the, it, um, I don't get like hype. You know, if you were like, yo, you made 10,000 G's this or $10,000, this month, I'd be like, woo. And then I'm like, when can I make music again? And so what I'm thinking about is just like, instead it's taking that time. Yes. Concentrating on the business, how I can grow this and possibly outsource more, but also the element of like, how can I still keep this dream alive and dive into something that I get fired up about. I met this guy the other night, um, shout out Kyle, super fly dude. He and his buddy were walking in the street and I heard they were speaking English. I just came up. I was like, yo, you guys like you, you live around here. Like, what's up? I don't meet any people that speak English around here. He's like, yeah, they're right over here. And so I, I got the chance to kick with him later that night. And so he was showing me around his apartment. We were chopping up about life stories and he ended up having, um, he's living in Medellin, Colombia and met a Mexican lady and they kind of had a fling and then she ended up pregnant. And so he has like, he's living in Mexico now. He's got a shorty and a kid, a son. But since it was just from a fling, he was talking to me about like how he has this 10 month old Mexican son with a woman that like he is just now getting to know, like he doesn't really know. And because of vices in the past, um, I feel like that life is not so distant from my own reality. I feel like that could be my reality in a heartbeat. Like the next video, me popping up being like, surprise, like I got a kid on the way. Like, and it just hit me. Like I got just like that reality of how close that is. Um, and how hard it would be to be able to still chase my own thing at this point where I'm at with the flexibility, with what I want to just be like, I'm taking the month to do music. If I, and that's not saying it's not about like just having a kid in general, but more about like having a kid with a stranger and how tough that would be to navigate that. Um, and I know a lot of people do it probably do a lot better than I would. Um, but that, that, that is like one of those things that just like checks me because it's, um, it doesn't, it used to feel like very distant or very unreal where now I'm like that shit, I think is like, like that could have been me, you know what I'm saying? And so, just because somebody's looking out for me, uh, it hasn't been me yet, but really thinking about like, while I have this freedom to, to try to chase this thing and I don't have, because my expenses are so minimal and I don't have mouths to feed, um, that it's like, I just feel and not on some now or never shit because I think it's gonna be something I'm always chasing, but that it doesn't, like ignoring this, it's something that's been gnawing at me for long enough. I think that there's, it's a tangible thing. Like it's a real thing um, that I can't just like stuff it away. It's like, it's true. Like I want to, I really want to see if I can take this thing all the way. And and, and, I, and I the crazy part is I know I can, but it's that, it's like that, like you versus you in the mirror. That's like, that like, you know, like we, I, I talk about this all the time of like kind of internalizing other people's limiting beliefs of yourself and 
and trying to just like work through those and put blinders on and not compare myself to other people, et cetera, et cetera. So I know this is a bit of a long episode, but I just want to let you know that that's kind of what I'm, what I've been working on now is building out the biz. Um, and then also working on the song and day challenge this month. I'm going to be, it sounds actually really intimidating and now saying it out loud. I'm like kind of scared about it, but it's just music. Like that's it. Um, it's not like I'm a roofer or anything like that. Like it's not, there's actually zero danger. It's just about having the gumption to just put one foot in front of the other and, and make some shit. That being said, I also dropped quarantine joints, uh, which I'll be releasing music videos for every single week going forward. Um, and excuse me, um, those were, uh, those I've just dropped in two different tapes. These joints I'm going to be working on are going to be more like singles that I put together because I'm going to have my own production. I'm going to make my own art form and all that stuff. So all in all, things are good. The culture here has definitely been a mind fuck because shorties are bad, bro. Shorties out here next level. And so it's got me rethinking my whole like dirty shirts, like kind of dirtbag look that I normally rock because I normally in Asia, they're like, cool. They're like, ladies, let me do my thing. I was rocking. Where here, they present themselves much differently. And so it's just like had me feeling a little bit insecure about my own shit. I'm like, yo, I actually got to get like probably like a new pair of shoes. Like I could get like some nice jeans and a real shirt. You know what I mean? So um, it's just different. That's kind of been messing with me a little bit. Just thinking about um, how how you present to the world and what kind of uh, like just it's the first time I've, I've wanted to actually like have something that thinking about like how I actually uh, – appear to people because normally I'm just like I just show up I'm Kia and I'm like I'm I rock and he's like my one black shirt and it's kosher like let's get it we're here I'm like dude like how what is, I you know it's been a while I'm like what is my style like how what what is fresh what do I even kind of want to present myself as so that's been kind of cool too one of the beautiful parts about traveling is that you get to be whatever you want to be and so this kind of like constant reinvention of yourself that I got this new hat a knockoff Adidas hat because I've always wanted to wear hats. And I know I talk about this all the time, but I'm like, yo, I want to start wearing a forwards fresh hat. And so I'm going to start wearing a forwards fresh hat because that's that's what I do. I'll stop it there. Thank you for the therapy session as always. Um, this means a lot. This is mostly just to let my tias know I'm alive and safe. But there's also, as y'all know, that I'm still doing the damn thing. We're still chasing it. Dr. Dre, let them know I'm coming for this shit. Um, age ain't nothing but a number, baby. Uh, Logic just retired. My career hasn't even started yet. It is what it is. We getting it. Creative contact. You already know. More soon come. Thank you so much for tuning in. I can't thank you enough. Check you on the next one. Deuces. Peace.